congratulations you're listening to congratulations pine tree the bay's number one arts and culture podcast with me kate rhodes and me maysoon wazwaz okay maysoon did you know that the derosa is having an opening weekend no and they have a big show of eric scollin oh wow cool i love eric scollin's work can you guess what it's called it's very exciting i cannot i don't i don't know him well enough to be able to guess something with clay (laughs) clay bodies moving oh my god (laughs) i don't know anything with a hole is also a bead what oh wait well hold on let me just have a little bit of a thinking on that anything with a hole is also a bead I kind of love that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's going to be lots of... Are there going to be penises involved? Or beads? (laughs) I'm sure you'll find something that you could (laughs) interpret in a phallic light. I'm sure too. Wow. And that that. is going to open Saturday, March 12th. There's going to be a 4 to 5 patrons preview at 4.30. There's going to be an artist walkthrough. And from 5 five to 7 is the members preview. And then the exhibition opens to the public on March 13th. There's also going to be a family program. Ooh. I bet you'll get to make some beads. Ooh. And then there's an artist talk with Eric Scollin and curatorial associate Twyla Ruby on June 4th. So you have plenty of time oh, okay. to plan for that. I just want to say that now, the opening soon, is this very weekend, everybody. So if you're planning on getting out there, get out there. <laughs> if you're planning on going, do go. Do go. <laughs> I, okay, May soon. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was just saying, I'm personally I went, not doing openings okay. yet, but I will be soon. I just, I really am excited to go to shows. I'm just not going to openings. I just don't want to be in rooms, rooms full of people right now. Look, I just want to pop in at a slow time, put a picture of me being there on Instagram, and then peace out. <laughs> Barely have okay, a look around. Okay, speaking of Maysoon, I went and saw Josh Foch's show <gasps> right before it closed over me there too. at the Wattis. Yay. Oh, yeah. Okay, speak on it. Well, I have always really enjoyed Josh Josh Foch's work, and I... As always, also really love Wattis's installations. I'm sure some people will strongly disagree with me, but I, I feel that they do a really good job. Wattis? Uh, huh? I love Wattis. I don't give a fuck. I just think they do really a really good job highlighting the work on hand. No matter what, they move the walls, they paint the walls, they do what needs to be done to make the work really stand out in a, a beautiful way. And I, I think they, again, did that with Josh's work. Um I love the the wall of like monitors with like a bunch like all the Angela Lansbury like murder she wrote videos you know the wall like that it was like the how would you describe that yes it was like a it built was a wall without, of murder she wrote yeah but it was like the interior of the wall like you were in like a oh yeah there were a cutouts. rundown home like you know like a a home that was had already been like taken oh apart it was like a wall just the joists and just shit the, yeah the studs just the studs and. and Exactly. On some of the pieces, he's like built out like some of the the crush, the I don't want to use the wrong word here. Some of the woven pieces, he's like built it out so that yeah. it like sticks away sticks out from the wall. And then there's these like yeah. hidden like DVDs or VCR tapes like tucked in in the bottom in some sort of like secret spot, which I sort of loved. I yeah, liked the three dimensionality of that. Yeah, I liked all the little cubby that. holes. Yeah, so many yeah. cubby holes. 
the stack of tuna cans in the little cubby yeah. in the uh, a pedestal. Oh yeah, in that pedestal. Yep, he had yeah, the pedestals had little little thing little secret um, pieces cut out where things were treasures were hidden. There was like a whole stack of David Attenborough's The Trials of Life uh, VHS <laughs> tapes, which are like you know nature documentaries, basically. That was kind of great. I love that. I love that too. That was sort of surprising. So yeah. we say a full congratulations pine tree salute to Josh Fott. Absolutely. Okay, Maysoon, there's a show coming up called Strange Weather from the collections of Jordan D. Schnitzer and his family foundation. Wow. It's going to be in Santa Cruz from April 14th through August 14th of this year. We got a full-blown press release about this oh, from wow. Rob Wolf. Okay, thanks. Okay. Okay. What the heck is this? I don't know. I, th- I thought you were... Should you just read the press release? The, Santa, the UC Santa Cruz Institute of Arts and Sciences. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. That's not their, that's not their visual arts program. That's and the Santa Cruz Museum of Art and History. That I've heard of. Justin, I have never been to any of these places. <clears throat> I've never Mason, been there, but we Justin, go down Hooper, south. Justin Hoover, excuse me, used to work at that museum. I think he was the director. Well, there we're fucking that. around, and we need to get down south. Do to you guys see have some a car stuff yet? Going on in the Penance. No, we don't have a damn car. <laughs> Apparently, they got a UC Santa Cruz Institute of Arts and Sciences and the Santa Cruz Museum of Art and History. Yes, and they got a show coming up called Strange Weather, and it's nationally touring, featuring contemporary artworks which explore the relationships and boundaries between bodies and the environment. You know, that's my favorite topic. Bodies co-organized by I, <laughs> co-organized by IAS director Dr. Rachel Nelson. And Professor Jennifer Gonzalez. Yeah, okay, this, now this you their, got my this interest. This is their art program. This is their okay, art college. Okay, well, they just got my interest. Some of the artists included Lorna Simpson, Edgar Heap of Birds, Kahinde Wiley, Carlos Morales, Kiki Smith, Hung Lu, Julie Moretu, Leonardo Drew, Joe Federson, Wendy Redstar, and Allison Sayre, among others. Wow. Hot list. Holy For- shit. Yeah, honest to God. Okay, yeah. well, we got to actually go see this, Mason. Let's go. I'm kind of excited. I am excited, not kind of. I take Thank that you, back. Rob Wolf, who's the executive director of the Santa Cruz Museum of Art and History. Oh, thanks, Rob, for thinking of us and sending that along. Wow, we're gonna we really dropped soon. the ball on Santa Cruz, and we're so mm-hmm. sorry. But if you could send a shuttle, <laughs> have a shuttle, guys. Oh, we're such. I bet boobs. they're like, yeah, there's a shuttle. It's called Caltrain. Oh, how long do you think that ride would be? I kind of love trains as a thing. I like long distance trains. Let me be more specific. I don't know. Does Amtrak go there? Hang on. I'm going to fucking look. We got to go so- all the way down to the new Berryessa BART station, which I've been to many times, and oh. I have to say I love it. Oh. It's a fantastic oh, BART wow. station. And from there, you can hop on the Rapid 500 bus, which is a very quick and nice bus. Okay. Then you're going to go ahead and get on the 64A <laughs> You can take the 64A to the 17, or you can just hop right on the 17. But then you're going to be taking the 17 for what looks like about 4,000 miles. <laughs> Shit. And by the time you get there, the museum is closed. It's literally one hour on the 17. Oh, my God. No. Look, you're going to be on BART for an hour. <laughs> you're going to be on the Rapid 500 
for 17 minutes and then you're going to be on the 17 bus from San Jose to Santa Cruz for one hour. So it'll probably take three hours because who knows what the time is in between all those things. Well, that rapid 500 is pretty frequent. Okay, so listeners, if you have any ideas about trains or public transit, give us a call, 419-351-6606. You can tweet us at Pine Tree Podcast, oh my God, at Pine Tree Podcast, or you can give us a call. Oh no, I said that already. Or you can email us, congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. If you want to donate to the show, go ahead and get on congratulationspinetree.com and hit that donate button. Thank you so much to our sustaining donors anonymous and jim prosser thank you all for sticking with us through what has been unprecedented times sure enough my cat is on the stove which one bungee bungee just got on the stove and started licking our cast iron skillet (laughs) did you know that on the day of us recording this which is march 8th it is international women's day oh my goodness yeah, I no. think as a woman, I can say I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Headlands has their benefit art auction coming up. Mm-hmm. Mark your calendars. Have you ever been to that they one? They have it up. Their auction? No, never. Yeah, I haven't either. Have I? No, I've been to other fundraiser things. But it's going to be up from May 20th to June 1st. So you got plenty of time to plan how you're going to get out there. Good luck if you're taking public transit. What do you think about going to see auctions in advance? Do you consider it, do you like treat it like an exhibition or are you going because you want to buy work and you want to see it as soon as possible so that you can start planning your, with your financial analyst? <laughs> yeah, I really, first I get my accountant on the line and I say, Dick, how you doing? I'm planning on getting some art. What's my, what's my budget for my art how buys this year? How much cryptocurrency do I have to spend this year? How much, how much did I make off of crypto? How much can I afford to get? Can I get, can I get some new, can I get some one of a kinds or am I looking for additions only? Oh God. And then Dick crunches the numbers sure enough. And he's like, this is how much you need to spend. This is our fractional giving that we can do for our tax dodging. Yeah. Then I get my art advisor on the line. And no, you'll be like, soon. Are you kidding me? I don't go to this What shit. will look best over my couch? What will match my third cat? <sighs> I do need somebody to tell me what's going to match my third cat. I don't understand my third cat at all. But I don't know. I would just go to look at the art, to be honest, yeah. if I was. And I will go. God bless the headlands. Everybody got out there. I'm sure there's something for a price point that isn't at the financial advisor level. <laughs> this this has nothing to do with the headlands at all. It's just in general, auctions, sometimes people have them up in advance of the auction. And I'm always a little bit confused about that because it seems like. It's just funny because it's like does it have any relationship to what the place normally exhibits right Right. because the auction is going to be a lot of objects you can buy and i feel like if i go to like an open studios or something at the headlands or even an exhibition Mm -hmm. like it's not going to be a salon style you know 30 paintings most of the time well i feel like most most (laughs) organizations you know they invite they ask artists or yeah they ask artists um to donate pieces artists of artists that they've worked with in some capacity over the years right so it's always related whether through exhibition or maybe for the headlands they were in residence there but typically it's related maybe they're a board member you know 
yeah, yeah. Former board member, trustee, <laughs> capital uh, financial analyst of the organization. What you about this qualia? Qualia Gallery's got a new show coming up. Quality Qualia? Contemporary Art. It's down there on University Ave in Palo Alto, oh, your favorite place. shoot. Remember we got totally chewed out about our dissing See, Palo we gotta Alto. Go. We, really gotta <laughs> we go. did not get totally chewed. We got totally chewed out, spit out, spit out. See, we got to go down there. We got to go to the Palo Alto Art Center. Man, May soon. And then San Jose, We're going to get down there. But I don't we think gotta we, go. I don't think Let's we can do San Jose and Palo going. Alto together at the same time. I think those have to be two yeah, separate chips. Yeah, we do. Chips. No, we have to. Two separate to. chips. No. That's so much car time. Well, we'll take an electric car. We'll take public. We'll take the rapid 500. Plus, nobody can drive anymore, period, because these gas prices. Oh, see, there you go. That's Did you sure see Sleepy true. Joe is about to uh, ban Russian fossil fuels? Yeah, I did. Give your expert analysis. My my partner, my husband, Jimbo, whatever, told me the other day that the U.S. is one of like the largest, manu- uh, what is it, producers of oil, which I didn't realize. I was like, we are? <laughs> Why can't we just <laughs> supply oil for ourselves then? Why aren't we self-fucking-sustainable at this point? What the hell's going on? The United States produces 17 million barrels of oil per day as of 2019. 69% of total U.S. crude oil production is from five states, Texas, North Dakota, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Colorado. Oh, okay. So are we are we like one of the top oil producers? We're number one. See? Did you know that until so, today? Number two, Saudi Arabia right. at 11.8 million three. barrels. Yeah, at 11.5 million right? barrels. I had no fucking idea we were producing that Okay, much guess oil. number four. China? I don't know. I'm so bad at this shit. Canada. Canada. So the north. Okay, and number five. <sighs> okay, Norway. Iraq. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Norway. Norway. Number six is the UAE. Okay. N- number oh, right. seven, of course. China. China. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Iran. Number nine, Kuwait. And number 10, Brazil. Ooh. We got to get off fossil fuels, people. I'm into it. You know this. Yeah, you don't I'm, need I'm, me telling you. I'm super into that. How do we get on this conversation of all things? Oh, because we're talking about driving oh, to fucking talking about San Jose Ukraine and Palo Alto right. and Santa yeah. Cruz. <laughs> Look, we're going to fucking take a little bicycle or something. The... SFAC is having a call for artists for a very special art enrichment opportunity at the new Ocean Beach Plaza. Oh, that one's going to be so... I'm so excited about this project. Work needs to be compatible with the character of the site and the surrounding areas, including a forthcoming mural by artist Jet Martinez (laughs) and existing sculptures by artist Mary Fuller. Uh, You can get more information at sfartscommission.org slash find dash opportunities slash calls dash for dash artists slash ocean dash beach dash climate dash change dash adaptation dash project okay climate change or if you couldn't listen to all that i'm sure you can get there from sfartscommission.org we're gonna put a link in the underworld Uh, the ninth annual international video open call at aggregate space gallery has just opened on march 4th and Wait, there I is haven't been be to the new aggregate. Set. I'm so excited to go. Ooh. We're talking about going down the damn peninsula, taking the Rapid 500. There's still stuff right in our backyard See? that we haven't looked at yet. 
they have an artist talk on the second Saturday, which is March 12th. So that's coming up, but that is online. So get out to the show, get online, get all over the place for aggregate space. Cool. Eleanor <clears throat> Harwood Gallery has a new show with James Cronister called Only Sunrises. I love that and guy's that work. that is going to be up for a while so get over there Soundwave next past and future forms two this is a multimedia video and sound performance taking place at gray area on march 17th uh, gray area sucks i know but it's really good artists it's on march 17th <laughs> which is indeed saint patty's day um, from 7 to 10 p.m. You have to get tickets. The artists who are performing are Iranian-born interdisciplinary sound artist Shole Asghari um, and Iraqi scholar and artist Dina, Dina Al-Adib and also um, sound and performance artist Leah, Leah Mona Tawil. It's going to be three great artists performing, which I think is exciting. So check it out. March 17th, Gray Area, Soundwave Next, Past and Future Forms 2. I just got an email in my inbox about Cloaca Projects. I don't Yay! know. They, is this like they're, are they back? Is this like their first in a little bit? Or, okay, so they're yeah. um, presenting a, a work called Ambulatory by an artist named Carrie Conlin. And this, the opening is on March 12th from 6 to 9 p.m. The show will be up for about a month, closing on April 24th. Get on out there. Cloaca Projects is definitely, um, if you haven't been, it's worth going to. It's a really incredible, unique project space that they always have work that's making me think about some things. How about you, Kate? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. What else? What was your last person, your last announcement? Okay, also Johansson Projects has a new show up with Ailey Schmeltz and Katie Stone. The show is called Receiver, and that is going to be up until April 23rd. You got some oil paintings on aluminum. You don't see that every day. And you got threads and stuff. You got some big scale work, some medium scale works, and everything in between. The Lab. The Lab has a performance this upcoming Saturday, March 12th at 7.30 are the doors, 8 o'clock the show, with Duma and Only Now. The uh, Duma is the Kenyan extreme noise metal gabber duo of Whoa. Martin Kanja and Sam Karugu. Okay. For their first U.S. appearance. Oh, sweet. Okay. So get over there. And then only now is the version of Kush Aurora based in Berkeley, California. His sound is an unremitting emission of razor cut rhythms, primitive channeling, and ritualistic electronics. Sounds trance-like, Okay. You got to get over there, okay? (laughs) Support the lab. I love the lab. Over at YBC, our, our friends, um, Galleria de la Raza, are presenting an exhibition called Pedagogy of Hope, Uncage, Reunify, and Heal. And that it will run from March 10th through May 29th, 2022. And I don't really know if they're having like an opening reception. I had a hard time finding specific information about that. But it opens March 10th, so I'm pretty sure you could go also on Thursday to check that out. Um, this is a textile and photographic based exhibition that surveys the caravan for the children campaign, um, which I guess this uh, launched in January 2020, 
2021 as a national 100-day effort to demand the release, reunification, and healing of migrant children separated from their families at the U.S.-Mexico border. So that seems like I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to, you know, support Galleria in whichever way possible while they wait to move into their new space. May soon, we got a new book here at my place. Oh, what? Really? That we've been um, reading. Oh, does it have to do with birds? And it is by Monique Jenkinson, oh, her new memoir, Yes, Faux Queen. May soon, did you know you that you're in the acknowledgments? No, I'm not. Why would I be? Yeah, you are. Why? What? <laughs> she thanks a bunch of people that facilitated her um, be performing her like one woman show. Oh wow! And she thanks May soon Was oh from SF MoMA. Oh, okay. That's because I invited her to do a talk when I was well, working at Well, you've got to know that you're famous oh, as fuck. My God, Monique, that's super unexpected and fucking sweet. And you're awesome. <laughs> I would do anything for yeah. you. <laughs> it's a really good book. Everybody should go get a copy. I have get it on that my book list. and get Dodie Bellamy's most recent book. I don't think we ever shouted that out. What, the bereaved um, one? I think there's two. Bereaved yes. and another one. The bereaved one I yeah, need to go get, get but I'm scared to read it now. Get out here. Get out to, like, spectator books over here in Oakland or Walden Pond or Alley Cat. I'm sure all those places. <laughs> get out to all your local bookstores and make sure they have copies and then get yourself one. Okay, Mason, it's time for our segment, Guess How Much This Costs on Craigslist. Go ahead. Go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. This is a pair of Smart Shave Wet Dry Precision Shaver slash Trimmers. Okay. They are for sale at Potrero Hill Neighborhood. Okay. That's kind of okay. an, up- an uppity. They are brand new in the box. Why are they Okay. Me? I'm looking for the price. I want to know what price can you get one for and what price can you get both of them for. They're now, these are rechargeable. Shavers. They're like for beards they have, and mustaches and stuff. I think you could do a lot with this. Okay, you could do your hairdo. Your I think hair. you could shave your balls with this. Do you think that's what they're for? Really? Like, there's like the the blade it's waterproof. is like flexible and shit. You gotta be careful. It looks pretty flexible to me. Tender area. It's for shaving, trimming, and wet or dry shave with precision ground trimmer blade, intelligent design, and dual foil rechargeable lithium ion battery. Okay. Okay. How big is it? Can you give me an approximate size? I think it's like about as big as our recorders, but a little more um, ergonomic. Okay, great. Okay, great. And you said it was a smart mm-hmm. shaver. Is there any kind of electronic? Can you like to? Can you like back it up to your, your phone? phone? <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you like time yourself? Can you do something special? You can't say no. Siri. It's not going to keep your statistics of how often you shave. <laughs> But you can get a close, comfortable shave in under a minute. Okay, so I think shavers are typically around like the $30, $40 range, new. And if this is like some... Do we know anything about the brand? I don't know anything about the brand. It's Wall brand. So like Walmart? (laughs) W-A-H-L. Oh, okay, so German maybe. I'm going to say $40. $40 for one, and how much for both? Oh, there's two? Okay, $40 or $60 for both. I'm, I feel like I'm under... 60 for both, you're uh-huh. saying. Uh-huh. 85 for one or two for 150. 
Jesus Christ, Craigslist has gone up. I just can't imagine Inflation. anyone actually selling anything on Craigslist for that much money. But maybe I mean people like, are desperate. Mason. But listen, if people who's shopping on Craigslist, it's like people like us who don't have a lot of money. Rich people just fucking buy shit online. They don't need used. Shit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on on San Unless Francisco. Unless they're like Craigslist. an all over the place. rich person. They're like, I don't need to buy anything new. There's perfectly good use. Don't they there, get on their like true. next door shit? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we should have one like listener letter or something. <clears throat> we do have a listener letter in the form of a book by Alex Harris. And that book is Birds of Lake, Lake Merritt. I think God, Mason, what was the last bird we talked about? The Glaucus? It was a really good I think one. it was the Glaucus we Winkle. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, today we want to say a little hello to the belted kingfisher. Belted kingfisher. Oh. Or as the ancient Romans like to say, Megasurl Alcyon. Okay, say it one more time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Megasurl Alcyon. And they are 11 to 14 inches in length. And these are small, stocky birds with big beaks, crested blue heads. Now, crest has God, that it sounds mohawk so cute. thing. Like a small, stocky blue. bird. I just want to squeeze that. They are very cute, as you can see here in the lovely watercolor illustrations. Now, go ahead and get this book at Heyday Books. That's H-E-Y-Daybooks.com. Um, Birds of Lake Merritt by Alex Harris. Do you have anything else they to have, say about the kingfisher? Okay, you're not done. Yes. Like, what happened? Oh, yeah. They have blue bodies with a white neck and belly. Females wear a dashing rust-colored belt across their front. Oh, While many water birds spend their time primarily on the water, some, like the belted kingfisher, spend their time mostly around and above it, dipping in only when hunting. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't see these guys that often. I'm mostly seeing coots, golden eyes, ruddy ducks, regular ducks, pelicans, Canadian geese, or also known as Canada geese. But aren't the kingfisher just like not. on the sides? Aren't they just like in the little Yeah, I haven't been land? seeing these guys. I think I need to go more in Lake Merritt into the kind of wooded areas. Yeah, There's the marshy like, area. Um, like yeah, under the bridge. where the plants and things are. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to have my eye out for these guys. They often look as though they went out the night before and slicked their hair back, but didn't wash out the moose before going to bed, which they do in earthen burrows adjacent to the bodies of water where they feed. I love you, Alex Harris. Yeah. What if Alex Harris gets canceled? (laughs) Don't say that. Don't even give anyone Oh my God, Maysoon. What? Maysoon. What? This is the last bird. No! Fuck. What are we going to do? This is the last bird in our Birds of Lake Merritt book. Oh, my God. We've been through so much with you. (gasps) Choosing to paint them was aspirational, almost an invocation, as if I could summon one by replicating its likeness. See, Alex Harris hasn't been seeing them either. It turns out that isn't the way it works. He didn't see one. So everyone say a gentle and silent prayer for Alex Harris to see a belted kingfisher. I have, this is what I'm saying. I haven't been seeing him either. And hopefully by the time, if we can get Alex Harris on the show, hopefully he'll have seen one by now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, Maysoon, what was your favorite bird of Lake Merritt? Let's take a little walk down memory lane. I don't remember. Mm, I need the list. <laughs> I need the list of birds. Did we really talk about the greater scalp? 
I don't know. I don't. That does not sound familiar to me. But I don't think you skipped around much, did you? No, I never skipped. You weren't supposed to. We talked about the western grebe and the yes. snowy egret and yes. the green and night herons and the great blue heron. Yep. The American coot, which I see constantly. Yeah. I think I might have seen a baby coot the other day. Aww. Wait, what does the you coot imagine? look like again? A coot kind of looks like a black and white duck. It's got a black body and a white beak, but it's not got a bill like a duck. It's got a pointy beak, and it's not got webbed feet like a duck. It's got dinosaur feet. Whoa. Wow. It looks like a fucking dinosaur's feet on this guy. I wonder how long that guy's been around in the world. They've all been around as long as the Nautilus, which is like 20 million years. Wow. See, now I want to know what the oldest bird is. I'm just kidding, Maysoon. That's a lie. That was fake news. Okay. One of the old. Okay. I don't This isn't the oldest, but one of the oldest known is yeah. 62 million years old. Mm-hmm. Protodontopteryx ruthae is one of the oldest known bird species in the world. It lived in New Zealand soon after the dinosaurs died out. And it is among the largest flying birds ever discovered. Okay, you tell me. Okay, roughly 66.8 million years ago, a diminutive quail-sized bird met an unfortunate, untimely end. But the relatives of this pint-sized creature, a newly described fossil cheekily dubbed Wonder Chicken, lived on, helping to see the enduring, diverse lineage of birds that still fills the skies of the modern world. This bird is called the Aster... Okay, there we go. Aster... Aster Eornis Mastritensis. Aster Eornis <laughs> Put a little Slavic accent on that. Mastritensis. It's kind of the mashup of a chicken <laughs> turkey. Chicken turkey and duck-like features. It's really beautiful, actually. It's got a bright orange kind of around the eye into the beak a little bit. Well, but like a nautilus. You know nautiluses, those funny sea creatures I'm that are in, like, in a shell. Okay, yeah. They look like a freaky snail squid. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. Those are those, those are have been the same and not changed at all for like 50 million years or whatever the fuck. Those are so you know? cool looking. Do we not have a bird hell. that's just like been around that like really long like that? I mean, not as long as the Nautilus, but like God, haven't we got thing. like some fucking bird that was like a prehistoric ass bird? Um yeah, let's. We gotta figure out. See, this is when we need Alex Harris on the show. Really, I also know a bird scientist. I could ask. Oh yeah, get in touch with that guy or person. It's a lady. See, there you go. On International Women's, Women's Day. Day of all days, you thought only a man could be a scientist. I changed my take pretty quickly. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I too am. <laughs> fighting against the patriarchy within myself okay i'm working on it well you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be going from the man-made bridge (laughs) to the other bridge other man-made other woman-made bridge to the island in between oh my god this has been (laughs) congratulations Congratulations, pine Pine Tree. tree